You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, Paladino Joey, also known as Joey Awajin, which is my real name, but Paladino Joey will do when it comes to the radio and this wonderful podcast, Brave the Wild, that we talk about hockey here in the Twin Cities. Welcome aboard. I appreciate it very much. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com, and on iTunes. I do appreciate it very much. Um, first and foremost, on thesportstuff.com, there is a message board that I'd like you to sign up for. You get to be a part of things on this show, um, and just in general. Get to be a part of things, get to meet new people and all that good stuff. There's a button that says TSS Boards on the right-hand side, upper right-hand side of the website, the front page, of course. Click on that. And then look to the left side, there should be a little link that says register, do click that, and then get a username, keep it to something that makes sense, you know, like, like Havlat14, or, you know, you know what I mean, though, you know, something like that, something that makes sense, not 576321, you know, 8XX or something, you know, because it might be deleted, because we'll assume it's spam or something like that, so very simple, then scroll down, and where it says referral bar, please, do be so kind and type in Paladino Live. That's right, Paladino Live. Two separate words, P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O and L-I-V-E. And uh, that mentions me as a referral. Does not make me money doing that. It's just more or less saying I care about the website, and uh, that's that's the way to go. I also want to thank. I've noticed that there's a you know according to iTunes, I've noticed people have subscribed from. Uh, in Idaho podcast, you're also listening to an Idaho podcast. Uh, I do appreciate it very much. Also, KSTP, hey, welcome aboard, guys. You know, people that listen to KSTP, uh, that must mean you're new listeners. And, of course, the Calgary Puck, that is really cool. I do appreciate it very much. All of you from across the country here, and in, in Canada as well, I do appreciate it. Thank you for hopping on board, and uh, great to have you. So I have noticed you. So you do count to me. That's for darn sure. All right, Brave the Wild. Also, there's a link to this show on minnesota.nhlfansite.com, minnesota.nhlfansite.com. So do check out that website as well. Really cool stuff. Lots of good information. Do appreciate that. All right, well, today's show, I do apologize that it's been about two weeks since the most recent show. Just a busy schedule, new job and everything. New schedule, completely opposite. I work first shift instead of second shift. You know how that drill goes completely different eight hour difference in hours <laughs> that's kind of tough at first um but it could mean i can do more shows more often hopefully because i have evenings off now uh 
the goal or the the idea today, really, the show we're going to review seven games, four games in detail. The first three I'm going to kind of skim through, otherwise the show would be too long, and you guys will get bored with me, and I don't want that. Um, talk a little bit about Andrew Brunette as well. That's of course my pretty much my yeah, he's my favorite player on the team, other than Miko Koivu, Andrew Brunette and Miko Koivu. Talk a little more Bruno today, a little bit of thing going on. Him him aching a little bit, unfortunately. That's the idea with him. Uh, and uh, some improved play by the Minnesota Wild, because I remember on the most recent episode, number 26, today is episode 27, I apologize if I haven't mentioned that already, I don't think I have, episode number 27 of Brave the Wild, today is Wednesday, November the 4th, 2009, so forgive me for that, um, yeah, there's been some improved play by this team, so that's going to be one of the major talkers today. As I did mention, uh, that uh, we needed to win that Calgary game. We needed an emotional victory at our Cal- Colorado. Needed an emotional victory over them, and that happened about two weeks ago on the 21st. So we'll get into the games. I'll shut up now for now. We'll have a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Here on the thesportstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, Along with the new Purple People Eaters, the Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We'll bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 27, a reminder for iPod. Microsoft Zoom and other MP3 player users. And again, I apologize for the long intro. <laughs> it's just a little bit a little bit to get to. You know, also mentioning the possibility the lawn cleanups are kicking in right now. That's my second job. Might be a little harder to keep up with the episodes, but as mentioned, I have evenings off. So we'll see. Just giving you a FYI in case uh, I'm not on every single week, but I'd like to be. All right, let's get to the wild. That's the team this podcast is all about. Minnesota Wild go 4-3 and three in the last two weeks, folks. They have a winning record. They even won a freaking road game. How about that? On the very last day of October. You know, Halloween, they actually won a road game. Yeah, that'll be probably the game of the entire podcast, that, or the, <laughs> the day before, the 30th. But first and foremost, let's get to the uh, first three here. The Wild go 2-1 and one in a four-day span. God, I love that. And as mentioned, the Wild needed a, an emotional victory over the Colorado Avalanche, who were in first place at the time, while redonning their new green jerseys. Uh, it's up to you what you feel about them. I think they're okay. I kind of made my opinions on them a few episodes back, back in one of the uh, Catching Up episodes in August. They're okay. They're not bad at all. I'm glad we have green again. That's the main theme of the Minnesota Wild. And the Wild do get a victory 3-2 to two over those Colorado Avalanche. It was a very, very fun game to watch. Wild played very good hockey that night. And it was just a feel-good feel good deal where you just get the feeling, hey, this team's going to finally, hopefully, get back on track. Well, they've been unbelievably good at home, actually, folks. Really good at home. But when the Wild go on the road, it's, it's, the, it's another story. The Wild go to St. Louis on Friday, the 23rd of October. I want October. But, yeah, they go to St. Louis. Still not a very good team at this point. And a Wild, with a lackluster performance, lose 3-1 to one to those St. Louis Blues on Friday the 23rd. But then come home to play the Carolina Hurricanes, a 
team that I think has a chance to be pretty darn good. Remember, they got to the conference finals last year. They're still a very good veteran team. And the Wild win it 3-2 to two in a very solid game on the 24th, Saturday the 24th of October. Minnesota, 3-2 to two victory. And the Wild looking more solid. But again, the question is, can the Wild win on the road? Can the Wild win on the road? I mean, they're undefeated at home at this point in time. Yes, they are 3-0 and at home at this point in time, but 0-6 on the road. 0-6 on the road. Well, folks, the Wild would be 0-7 on the road as Martin Havlat has a homecoming in uh, Chicago. Oh, goody. Monday the 26th of October. It's like, oh, the first of a major week of homecomings. Oh, you know, Brett Favre and Martin Havlat. Yay! Well, the Vikings got their victory, <laughs> not the Wild. No, they didn't. Martin Havlat's hardly Brett Favre, and uh, he's not really, to me, uh, he's not impressing me to this point as much as I'd like I'd like him to. The Wild lose 3-1 to one on the 26th, and we're getting to that right now. It was a beauty, folks. Yeah, not really. Chicago scores halfway through the first period. Dave Boland is able to get his second goal of the year. And it's one nothing Chicago, and it's like, hmm, oh goody, you know. Martin Havlat, I can't say it was really the most exciting performance ever. In fact, he had one shot on goal, folks, and he was a minus two in the game in 20 minutes of time on ice for Martin Havlat. A, a lackluster performance. That's about all I can say about Martin Havlat on this particular day. Not, nothing great, man. Nothing great at all. Minnesota Wild do get 10 shots on goal. They even Chicago in that category in the very first period, of course. One thing, though, <laughs> the Minnesota Wild dominated on the faceoffs, yet lose 3-1. to one. It's like, you got to capitalize, folks. Got to capitalize. Minnesota Wild do not capitalize. Because, I mean, you know, the more faceoffs you win, it's more opportunity. More opportunity to just get something set up. The Wild just could not get it done on this particular night. A very, very frustrating game. And, yes, young, exciting team, the Chicago Blackhawks. But, come on, what's where's the energy? It's just It just wasn't there in the mainframe of things. And, folks, speaking of new additions and all that good stuff, Marion Hosa didn't even play. You know, Mr. 12, 12-year contract Marion Hosa didn't even play in this game. Oh, goody. And Suet, I mean Hewitt, <laughs> I had to get it. I'm sorry. Faced only 21 shots. The Minnesota Wild only got 21 shots on goal in this game. And Nicholas Baxter had to face 35 shots. Second period was not a good one for the Wild either. No, no goals happened in this in the second period. It was kind of a back-and-forth deal, really, overall in that second period. The Chicago Blackhawks did get a power play, as I'll finish up the first period here. I'm getting a little ahead of myself on the power play. They capitalized. The Blackhawks are 1 of 4 on the power play. The Wild, 1 of 6. The Wild had so many opportunities. I mean, you have 6 power plays. You win 33 face-offs out of, uh, out of 50 opportunities, and... You get one converted, and you get one goal all night. That's just poor execution. That's just all there is to it. The Blackhawks just outplayed the Wild, and that's all there is to it. Troy Brower with his third goal of the season on the power play, as mentioned, 2 nothing Chicago, and it's just like, I know the Wild have made comebacks and stuff, but you could just tell this wasn't going to happen. The energy wasn't there. The second period proved it. Only six lousy shots on goal. The third period, even uglier. 14 shots on goal. A team leading by two goals got 14 shots on goal to the Wilds, five. It's like, 
What's going on? What is going on here? I mean, why are we getting absolutely dominated by this team? I mean, I know they're better than us, but there has to be something going on. And Martin Havlat has mentioned no energy at all. Brunette, seventh power play goal. This guy always gets it done no matter what. Seventh goal of the year. It was on the power play. Mienen and Koivu assisting on that. Very nice play. It was only three minutes into the third period, so it's like, okay, cool, now now there's there's some hope. So maybe like a little lackluster player, or, you know, the first two periods, maybe we can make up for it here. It's only it's a 2-1 to one game. No, an unassisted goal by Patrick Kane. That was, of course, on a turnover. Wild just not getting it done. This was a mere four minutes later. Patrick Kane's fourth goal of the year. As the chicken finger guy, Kane's... No, I'm kidding. I, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. <laughs> Gets it done. 3-1 to one Chicago and the Wild muster virtually nothing after that. All but nothing. The Blackhawks continue to pepper Backstrom. And the clock runs out. I mean, when you don't have the puck you're not going to win. That's just all there is to it. And even though we had the face-off, we still didn't have the puck. <laughs> not a good game for the Wild in the main frame of things. Miko Koivu had, was very energetic, though. Very, I mean, he, he had opportunities. Unfortunately, could not get the puck in the net. Did get an assist, as mentioned, though. Four shots on goal by Miko Koivu. It's him and Brunette were the players of the game overall for the Wild. Brunette, Brunette's only shot on goal, though, was the, the goal scored. So that's another thing to think about right there, unfortunately. At, at least he capitalized on it, and that's what counts most. So now we're going to move on to the next game here. Before I get too long, this will be a two-hour show. <laughs> the Wild uh, come home against the National Predators. So are the Wild going to be 4-0 and at home? Or will the Wild be 4-0 and at home on October the 28th? Wednesday against the Nashville Predators, a team the Wild have had some success again in the past. They have definitely had success against the Nashville Predators in the past. And no, unfortunately the Wild did not have success against the Predators in this particular day. As J.P. Dumont, no, has nothing to do with any type of racing. (laughs) No, that's what I always think of when I see that name. Gets his third goal of the year. Only two and a half minutes in the game, and it's like, ah. Are we getting back to this BS again? The Wild giving up goals right off the bat. Here we go again. Yes, we are at that again, folks. Because guess what? Shea Weber's fourth goal of the year on the power play. <sighs> Natural, of course, was one and three, one for three in the power play. Minnesota one one for two. So special teams, at least on the offensive side, did a good job, and the teams played fairly disciplined hockey. So only five. Power plays in the entire game. Only five shorthanded situations in the entire game. So that's the good part. Unfortunately, the Wilds down two to nothing with only five and a half minutes into the game. Five and a half minutes into the game. It's two nothing. Nashville. Nashville and Minnesota with seven shots on goal apiece in the first period, just like the last game. Pretty pretty curious, huh? And the Wild though, very amazingly efficient in the second period. They only got four shots on goal and scored three goals. How about that? Brent Burns on the power play with a mere 31 seconds into the second period. Now this was a beautiful little stretch of hockey here. The first 218 of the second period, the Wild scored three goals in a span in the span of about a minute and a half overall, to be honest, or about two minutes. 
the Wild scored three goals to take a 3-2 to two lead. And it's like, oh my god, I believe. I'm a believer now. Burns scoring on the power play, a second goal of the year from Miko Koivu. How, that was, how exciting was that? <coughs> and Mr. Energy, Cal Clutterbuck, getting his second goal of the year. Because again, I try not to cough. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Cal Clutterbuck's second goal of the year. Eric Melanger and Benoit Puglia. A little interesting line there, but it, but it works. Hey, what, what works is, is when, it, when it works, it works. Belanger, who is actually off to another good start for the third year in a row. The thing is, how good is Eric Belanger going to finish? Benoit Puglia getting in the scoreboard, and he's been playing better hockey, which is good. And old man Nolan getting his second goal of the year. Everybody getting their second goal of the year here <laughs> in a span of, a, of uh, about a minute and a half. Owen Nolan, old man Nolan, that is 37. Goal number two, Merrick Zidlicky once again, as this guy is still good. And we're going to talk about Zidlicky a little bit in that final game in this uh, podcast, this show. Gets the Pittsburgh Penguins, a little interesting uh, skirmish. Merrick <laughs> Zidlicky, yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Anti Miettinen, who's still playing some very good hockey for our Minnesota Wild. Not a star, but it, but the guy gets it done. I mean, for the price he's paid, he's, he's a pretty good player. And uh, th- there you go. The Wild take a 3-2 to two lead, and everybody's excited and starting to believe now. Very exciting. Here come the Wild. Here come the Wild. No. Three and a half minutes later. Mike Santorelli. Santorelli gets his first goal of the year from Joel Ward and Shea Weber. Mmm. As uh, the Italian sausage <laughs> was Sneeman in that play. And unfortunately, we have a tie game. And in a very, very, very short stretch, four goals are scored. Thankfully, three of them were by the Wild, but guess what? <laughs> it's a tie game now. Three to three. A very entertaining second period, though. Nashville was able to get nine shots on goal. Minnesota only four, as mentioned. And the second period, well, the excitement would end. It would just be the classic back and forth. Very little penalties, though, which was nice. Kind of the game went pretty quick, despite a fairly fairly high-scoring game for, for hockey, to be honest. So now we go into the third period. Minnesota getting 11 shots on goal in that third period. Nashville six. But a costly turnover on the power play. One of Minnesota's second power play of the game, second and final power play of the game, led to a Jared Smithson shorthanded goal that was unassisted. It crashes on the breakaway, and all the energy went out of the building. And the Minnesota Wild, unfortunately, lose their first home game of the year, and the frustration continues. The Wild continue to stay well, well below 500 at this point in time. And that's pretty much all she wrote. Nicholas Backstrom faced 22 shots in the game. Ellis, of course, was pulled after those three quick goals. Ellis was pulled. He faced 10 shots and stopped seven. And then Ryan, the backup, was 12 for 12. 12 opportunities. Both teams had 22 shots on goal. So that's a very interesting number there. Only 22 shots on goal, yet it was a 4-3 to game. And, yeah. Only five penalties in the entire game. How about that? Pretty crazy. Nashville winning the face-up battle 28-24. to So, well, Nashville just flat, just, they just beat us. They took advantage of uh, opportunities. The Wild took advantage of uh, opportunity there. Ellis got, <laughs> obviously got a little bit flustered there. 
went through a really tough time, but the National Predators took care of business, unfortunately, for our Wild, and a poor power play for our Wild. So there you go. Despite being one of two, yeah. Goals were scored in both power plays. Unfortunately, the wrong team got the goal in that third period. So that's all That's all, That's all. all she wrote there. Now it's time to move on. And here it is, another homecoming. New York Rangers in town. Uh-oh, New York Rangers in town. This is October 30th, Friday, October 30th. Marion Gabrick is back in town. Marion Gabrick is back in town. Isn't that exciting? Are you excited, folks? Are you excited to see Gabrick? Yeah, he is back in town. You know why Marion Gabrick is back in town? He's out. He's he he's out with an injury. That's why Marion Gabrick's back in town, folks. Welcome back, Marion Gabrick, and congratulations on being consistent, consistently injured. Marion Gabrick does not even play in the game. <laughs> oh boy, I just that's pretty funny. I, I I love it. And the good news, folks: the Minnesota Wild are consistent in beating the New York Rangers. The Wild always seem to take care of business against the New York Rangers. Wonderful, three to two victory, and the Wild's home success is a good one, a very good one. As Peter Sakura begins a string of two very nice games, back-to-back game Friday and Saturday, Sakura, late in that first period, after a very entertaining first period, the Wild came out with energy this time. Two very good goalies, of course, going at it too: Nicholas Basham and Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist, excuse me, Lundqvist. <laughs> Peter Sikora, with only a minute and a half left to go in that first period, gets his second goal of the year. He comes back from the injured list, or IR or whatever, from injuries. Miko Koivu and Andrew Brunette assisting on that. Gotta love that. That was a very nice line. Very good job by those guys. On this particular night, that line was a plus two for the night. Very good stuff. Well, actually, Sikora was a minus, or was a plus one, but Brunette and Koivu plus two. Those guys had a nice night indeed. Very good night for our Minnesota Wild. As the Wild amassed 30 shots on goal to the Rangers 20. The Wild finally come out with energy. As, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's nice to see this, how well this team plays at home. It's, if only they could play good on the road, it'd be even better. Peter Sikora, though, the newcomer for the Minnesota Wild, getting it done. The third, The second period, excuse me, was was energetic as well, thirteen to eight in favor of the Minnesota Wild when it comes to shots on goal, thirteen to eight. Five and a half minutes into the second period, Dane Byers with his first goal of the year with the acquired Wade Wade Redden, who was acquired about a year ago. Yes, talented defense and another high-priced guy. The New York Rangers just filled with high-priced guys, and and Donald Brashear is still playing. How about that? He's on the New York Rangers as well. Perfect team for Marion Gabrick. All about money and not really about winning. You know, at least historically. I mean, they've been a little bit better of late, but still, you know. <laughs> Eric Lindros, Yarmer Yager, yeah, you get the idea, folks. And so many others. So many others have gone there, made a lot of money, and have done little to nothing. Mm-hmm. They, they score goals and get points, but uh, they don't even make the playoffs most of the time in New York until last season. It had been quite a while. Eric Belanger, a mere minute, two minutes later, with his third goal of the year as the strong start to the season continues for Eric Belanger. It's all about Brunette, Koivu, and Belanger so far this year. 
Havlet and Sakura assisting on that. Another solid execution by the Minnesota Wild there. And Peter Sakura with two points. A two-point game for Peter Sakura. Welcome to Minnesota. Welcome back to Minnesota, basically, right? Because he was started out and then was, was you know, out for a while. And now he's back in. Good news indeed. Klaiva with another two-point night as he assists on Antti Mietnin's goal. A mere minute to go in that second period. His first goal of the year, he's had a few assists, though, and he's played solid defense as Antti Mietnin. Koivu with that one, and the Minnesota Wild take a 3-1 lead, and the fans in Minnesota are pretty pumped. Pretty pumped indeed. Five minutes into the third period, though, they had us a little bit worried, like, oh boy, let's, let's make sure we keep these guys away from us. Mark Stahl with his second goal of the year. And luckily that would be it. New York really didn't muster too much after that. Only seven shots on goal in that third period. The Wild also seven shots on goal. So very good defense by the Wild in that second period and a good energy overall. The teams were even on the faceoff 27 apiece and no power plays were scored. No power play goals were scored in this game. The Rangers had two attempts. The Wild had three. So the penalty kill standing strong for the Wild in the few times that there were another very quick game. Only five penalties yet again in the entire game. The Minnesota Wild get it done and and that's what counts most. It was a very, very fun game for our Wild and uh, we we needed that. As the home success continues, the Wild 5-1 and one at home at this particular time. If only we could start winning on the road, folks. If only the Minnesota Wild could start winning on the road, they might be a half-decent team. Because the Wild finally are taking advantage of home games, which, you know, they did very early on in the, in their tenure. You know, in their existence, basically. You could say early on back in 2001, the Wild were pretty good at home and were mediocre on the road. But uh, the home, you could always count on that. The last two to three years... The Wild would always seem to suck at home for some reason. They'd win games they should they should win at home. Games like, um, you know, the St. Louis Blues and the L.A. Kings. It was like, what the Sam Hill is going on? Why why are we winning games against subpar teams that are never going to make the playoffs? Maybe again, the way the way they're they're run. The Blues might, but the Kings, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Give me a break. Why are we not winning these games at home? Well, this year the Wild are winning games at home against good and bad teams so far, and, and it's been a, a very good feeling. Very good feeling indeed. I mean, we took out the Colorado Avalanche. That is very necessary. As the division games are going to start popping up, we haven't had very many so far. In fact, hardly any at all coming in. So now we go to that final game as you figure, yeah, we're going to Pittsburgh, the Steel City, the home of the, the black and gold when it comes to the Steelers and the Penguins and the Pirates. Yeah, the Pirates suck, but you get the idea. (laughs) They used to be good. Halloween night in Pittsburgh, the Igloo, the Igloo, Chris Porter's team. Chris Porter, all a member of thesportstuff.com and a listener of this show, and there's a shout-out to you, buddy. Minnesota Wild win 2-1 on the road. Their very first road win is against the Stanley Cup champions. And the success against the Pittsburgh Penguins the last two years has been really cool. The Minnesota Wild have been very successful against these Pittsburgh Penguins. And they've been pretty successful against the whole Eastern Conference. So, it's been nice. I love it. Can't beat the LA Kings, but we sure as hell can beat the the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, go figure. Uh, Whatever, right? 
It's like, whatever. <laughs> and of course, tomorrow, the Vancouver Canucks come to town. Ooh, goody. Without Pavel Dimitri. I'll get to that really shortly here in segment number three. I'll get to get going here. show might be a little bit longer than I may have wanted, but whatever. That's how it goes. Game number seven of the of the review, and that's partially why the show will be a little bit longer. Minnesota wins 2-1 to one in Pittsburgh in a very well-played game. Very well executed, anyway. <laughs> the Wild only muster 15 shots on goal versus Pittsburgh's 35. Nicholas Backstrom, phenomenal in this game. Absolutely phenomenal in this game. 35 shots chased, only one goal given up. Kyle Brodziak getting his second goal of the year. Mr. Faceoff himself, the Wild win that category, 27-26. to Chuck Kobasu, a guy I haven't really talked about very much. He was a recent addition. I haven't really talked about him at all. The Wild acquired him for a mid-round draft pick not too long ago. They seem to like him a lot. I'm not sure why yet. He's okay. (laughs) Brent Burns also assisting on that. That was about midway through that first period. And then another Minnesota Wild player gets his second goal of the year. Actually, yeah, two Minnesota Wild players factor in on this one. Unfortunately, they play for the Pittsburgh Penguins now. Yeah, with about five minutes to go in that first period. Pascal Dupuis, I mean, Pascal Dupuis. <laughs> Sorry, that's about it, though, because he was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a dork in the end with that holdout and mediocre play after that. Very mediocre to below average play. And another mediocre to below average player, Martin Skula, getting his, getting assist on that. Ugh. It's like, whatever, you know, that's the last thing I want to see is those guys, you know, very, very not cool there. There's really all this, go- yeah, all the scoring occurred in the first period. That was what was funny about this game. Well executed by the Wild in a short time. What's crazy, though, folks, here's the crazy part. 16 shots on goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first period. 16 shots on goal. The Wild had four shots on goal, and the Wild get two goals and Penguins only get one. Go figure. Eric Belanger, Martin Havlet, and Greg Zanin factor in one second remaining in that first period. One flippin' second left, and that would be the game winner. Think about that, folks. Pittsburgh Penguin fans must have been... Pittsburgh Penguin fans had to have been furious after that. This was a very quick game, too, folks. Very quick. As there were only four penalties total in this game. Only four. Belanger, of course, that was his fourth goal of the year, and his strong start continuing. Hopefully he can keep it going well into December, January this time, as he kind of tends to tease us early on and then disappear. Always a good face-off guy, though, and that's why we're actually factoring in the face-offs now instead of being completely irrelevant like we'd been for years and years and years in the face-offs, like almost all of last year. Greg Zanin, as mentioned, with a rare assist, and Martin Havlett factoring in finally again, because he's, you know, he's off to a slow start. That's what me and my buddy Tom talked about the last time we hung out. My former co-worker, it's unfortunately former. I miss him <laughs> from that job, but yeah, that's the deal there. Pittsburgh continuing to try to get something going, could not get past Nicholas Backstrom, 10 shots on goal in the second period. Versus the Wilds five, Pittsburgh getting nine shots on goal versus the Wilds six in the in the third period, and yeah, thirty five to fifteen, Pittsburgh winning the shots on goal as mentioned, and they can't get a second goal against Nicholas Backstrom and just a mere fifteen shots on goal, and that late goal by Eric Melanger, 
In that first period, what was enough for the victory? Who would have thunk it? That's why we signed <laughs> Nicholas Bastian to a long-term deal. This guy, this guy can win playoff games for you. Yeah, playoff games. Playoff, maybe even playoff series. That's how good Nicholas Baxter is. Now we got to get to those playoffs. It's been, yep, because we didn't get there last year. Poor Flurry, right? Oh, poor Flurry. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. No, not really. Pittsburgh had three power play opportunities, could not capitalize as the wild penalty kill. Stepping up here, well, at least they didn't turn the puck over. That's a start, right? As, uh, they had one power play in the game. That's it. Just a very uh, crisp game. But here we go. Speaking of penalties, this did not have a power play. Merrick Zidlicky and <laughs> Merrick Zidlicky and Sid the Kid had a pretty entertaining fight. Very entertaining. Crazy. Absolutely crazy to see that happen. You don't really. I don't really see Zidlicky as a fighter and Sid Sid the Kid Sid Crosby as a fighter. Hmm. That was very entertaining to see, but it was a pretty good fight, to be honest with you. It lasted quite a while, and lots of blows were delivered. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. That was the highlight of the game, other than that Eric Melanger goal with one second remaining in the first period. And the Wild finally win a road game and, and uh, finish the month strong here. Very strong, winning four of the final seven games. And all seven of those games, of course, reviewed by yours truly here on Brave the Wild, episode number 27. So... That's the end of the game review, so we'll get into a little bit of news in segment number three, and we will get to that right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes where we cover the wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 27, which is a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zune, and other MP3 player users. So we're going to get into Andrew Burnett here. Andrew Burnett who was able to return to practice today, luckily. He hasn't been uh, he hasn't been out, but he was able to practice. He was unable to practice at times, able to continue playing through most of these games here, actually all of them. No, yep, 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 he did play in all of them. I just wanted to make absolute sure, because uh, I'm human and I make mistakes. He did play. He's continued to play through, through injury. That's what Andrew Brunette does best. Of course, yeah. Didn't miss any time with that ACL deal. That's pretty crazy last year. It's insane. But, yep, able to return to practice. This, of course, information is courtesy of Michael Russo of the Star Tribune. Very well-known guy. And uh, he said he received maintenance on what, what he'll call a left body injury. Left body injury. As he mentioned during training camp, the entire left side of Brunette's body is achy as he continues to compensate so here it comes for his right re- right reconstructive knee surgery. He said the break for him personally couldn't come at a better time. So yeah, as you've noticed, after Saturday, their wild don't play again until t- tomorrow. It is they've been on a four day break here, so definitely good for Andrew Brunette who needed that. Not sure really why the break's going on. Some of you out there might know. I don't know. I'm kind of clueless about it right now. 
busy schedule and all that good stuff. But uh, <laughs> keep keeping up with the games, at least. That's what counts most. Kim Janssen, who has missed the last five games with a shoulder injury, also skated today. But he's still a ways away, said Coach Todd Richards. So there's an unfortunate part. Another bit of news here. Lots of special teams work in today's practice. Derek Bugard played the PK, as did Benoit Puglia. But I don't see that happening tomorrow. <laughs> Richards mixed up the D pairs today. But we'll know more tomorrow what he plans to go with. So the deal is really Andrew Brunette. That was really the, the gist of the thing. I just figured I'd throw in those other deals. Andrew Brunette dealing with a left body injury because of all the compensation from that knee injury. So that's still kind of, still kind of, he's still feeling the effects of the knee injury, and it's not because of, uh, yeah, I mean, he's confiscating too much for it. And that's what happens sometimes when you compensate for an injury. You kind of hurt the other side of your body. And, and and that totally sucks, as you always remember that happens with the basketball players quite a bit. Like, say, a right knee injury, all of a sudden now your left knee's bugging you, or whatever. So, luckily, Andrew Burnett has continued to play, but, the you know, you just hope and pray he can keep this up without anything going on, and uh, that's pretty much the deal with Andrew Burnett at this point in time, and your Minnesota Wild. Just uh, more injuries, 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 injuries. That's kind of how it always is, but Burnett, regardless of him him having aching problems or anything. He continues to be a really dominant player for this Minnesota Wild team. Nothing pretty about what he does, but the fact that he executes and gets the job done is what matters most. And the best part about Andrew Brunette, who is the complete opposite of Brian Ralston. Ralston lights up the lamp and everything, his 30 goals and all that good stuff. But when you need a goal, and you need a goal now, you need a goal at the opportune time, you know, maybe to, to A, tie it up, or keep you in the game, or to put a team away. Brian Ralston was not there for the Minnesota Wild, virtually ever. He'd light up the lamps and everything, but when he needed it, he was invisible. And a brunette, when you least expect it, boom, goal. Whoa, what the, where, 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 where'd that come from, you know? And a brunette always seems to get it done when, when you need it. And um, if it's, yeah, if it's just to keep you in the game, or if it's to put a team away, whatever it is, Andrew Burnett is always there for you, and that's why this guy, to me, is just, I, I, I love him. I love him, and, of course, his personality is ten times better than what he does in the ice. I mean, this guy is, is the best, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to continue to, to, to rave about him as long as possible. I mean, heck, maybe ten years after he's retired, and he, if he's not with the organization, well, that'd be a shame. I hope he's in the organization somehow, some way. Got to keep him somehow on this team. If it's a scout, assistant, coach, uh, practice, puck puck boy, whatever. I mean, keep him around, man. <laughs> this guy is just, uh, he's got the perfect attitude. And, uh, heck, he's a Minnesota sports fan, even even though he's, you know, obviously a Canadian. Keeps up with our teams here in Minnesota. He's, he's one of us, you know. I love having him around here in Minnesota. And um, it's mentioned, you know, it's... There's nobody who's more clutch on this team than he is. And no, it's not because he scored the game-winning goal against the Colorado Avalanche. It's because he continues to do it. Because he, he's continued to be that guy. Regardless if it's a playoff game or a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Nashville Predators or whoever. He's, he's, just, he's always been there for you, pretty or not. He's always been there for you. So I really appreciate what Brunette brings to this team. And not only the clutchness, but the toughness. You know, he's he's kind of like he's kind of like a you know our version of Brett Favre, I guess. Not in terms of the explosive talent, but the uh, 
he'll he'll play through virtually anything. I mean, if anybody can play through a torn ACL, it's him, and he has done it already. It's not just if, it, he has done it. When? <laughs> so, just thought I'd get that out there. I forgot to mention, we do have a call-in line, because the intro is just too gall darn long. We do have a call-in line. It is a voicemail treated as such. The number is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. So, as I mentioned, treat it as a voicemail. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. State your shout-out question, comment, whatever it is, you are more than welcome to be on the show. Keep it to about a minute, and of course it will be played on the show, and I will uh, comment back to you. Do sign up for the message boards, upper right-hand corner, TSS boards, click the button, register, and mention me as a referral, all that good stuff. Paladino Live as a referral. Uh, Other than that, on iTunes, please uh, do rate me on iTunes. Please give me a rating on iTunes and comment about the show. I'd appreciate it more than anything. And do tell a friend. Do tell a friend, because I know there's a lot more hockey fans out there. Do tell a friend. Get them on Brave the Wild. It'll be really cool. And uh, I just appreciate your listenership. Continue to listen. We'll be back very soon, hopefully sooner than later. And do take care. (laughs) 